Welcome to the Classic Holdup Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up? Welcome to this episode of the Classic Holdup hosted by me, April Batista. A little about me is I'm a current senior at Michigan State University. This is my last semester. I am studying media and information with a focus on film and media production. And yeah, today I'm going to be talking about Full House. Full House, which first aired in 1987 and continued until 1995, ran for eight seasons and at its highest had over 15 million views. The show is a classic 90s sitcom about a newly widowed dad named Danny Tanner who is also working as a sportscaster at a news station in San Francisco. He does end up getting promoted as the host for the early morning show Wake Up San Francisco. The girls started off really young when the show first aired, especially Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who were only nine months old when the show first started, and they played Michelle Tanner, the youngest sibling. Stephanie Tanner, who was played by Jodie Sweetin, was five years old, and DJ Tanner, played by Candace Cameron Burr, was 11 years old. The plot of the show is basically this clean freak dad whose wife just passed away has to raise three young girls, and he has his brother-in-law, who is obsessed with rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Motorcycles and cars move in and help, along with his best friend, Joey Gladstone, who is basically a child in a man's body. He is a struggling comedian who loves watching cartoons and doing impressions. At the beginning of the show, there's some tension between the guys and they don't necessarily like each other and don't always love the fact that they have to help raise these three girls. They're basically polar opposites of each other, so there's a lot of tension between them in the beginning. But throughout the show, we see that their relationship grow and we definitely see them get closer together. And there's also the fact that they don't always love the fact that they have to stop their lives they're both single bachelors and now they have to raise three girls so we do see them struggle with that a bit especially uncle jesse they kind of just get thrown into having to help raise these girls since their mom's death was so sudden throughout the show we see the girls grow up and go through some hard times and we see the show handle some pretty dark topics at times and at other times they keep it really lighthearted and fun as the show progresses we also see more additions to the family such as aunt becky and also new set of twins nikki and alex katsopoulos the show was overall very successful and has become a classic and is still loved by many. The show is responsible for many popular catchphrases such as cut it out, have mercy, and more. Whenever I think of a classic 90s sitcom, I always think of Full House, so I definitely think it's up there as possibly one of the best. And I feel like as the girls got older in the show, the t- topics did become a bit more heavier. And I think one thing that really made this show stick out a lot was how relatable it was probably for kids at the time especially. I don't think a lot of the topics in the show might be as relatable to kids today, but I do think at the time it was super relatable to kids back then. And I also think it was one of the first shows with an unconventional family. There's three guys raising three young girls, which is a very untraditional family, I would say. It was one of the first shows who did that, which is really cool to see. So it kind of paved the way a little in that aspect. My personal experience with Full House is I really enjoyed that show. I always watched the reruns because I wasn't born when it was airing. 
So I always watch the reruns, but my experience watching them was always decently good. I remember middle school when I started watching like horror films, scary movies, get rid of those scary thoughts, I guess. It was just such a wholesome show that I could always watch, I feel like, and I could watch with my siblings or with my family and everyone enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching Full House when it was on. I thought it was funny. I thought a lot of the jokes, especially that the kids had, were always so funny. It was a good show to just play and everyone can enjoy. Full House, when I would watch it, would always air on Nick at night. So it was always on like right before I went to bed. So that was usually the show that I would watch before I went to bed. I haven't seen the show in about six years. So rewatching it again, it definitely was a bit different because I think when I first viewed Full House, I thought it was usually funny and it was relatable in some way. And when I went and rewatched it, it was still funny, but in a different way. Like I'm not laughing at the jokes that they're saying but i'm laughing at the fact that they're making the jokes that they're saying i just think it's still funny but like in a different way yeah i would always just enjoy watching it with my siblings usually but yeah my overall experience watching full house as a child would i would say it was very good i really did enjoy that show as a child can't wait to talk about it more up next are back and i am back with rachel hi thank you i'm so excited to be here today this is my first time actually being on a podcast so i'm just really excited yeah thank you so much for being here by the way uh could you just like tell us a little bit about yourself really fast yeah of course so my name is rachel as you just said and i'm a junior studying nutritional sciences here at michigan state and um, i'm also studying human bio and i do research for the university as well amazing woman in stem we love that absolutely we love that all right, so Full House. Give us, like, you've watched Full House before, right? Oh, yeah, I spent most of my childhood watching it. Okay, what were your thoughts, your initial thoughts on it? So I initially started watching it with my older brother when we were younger on Nick at Night after my mom would go to bed. So I originally thought I was, like, doing something, like, naughty as a child because I was, like, watching, like, adult television. But... Oh, really? You thought it was, like for like adults i did but like after having watched a couple episodes recently i definitely don't see it that way at all it's definitely more of a family show so you were a fan of the show you'd say before absolutely yeah okay and how long has it been because we just watched an episode to like refresh our memory but how long has it been before that since you watched the show boy it's probably been like maybe like five or six years since i've watched it okay i would say the same thing for me it's been like a good five to six years, I'd say, since I also watched the show. When you looked back at the show before we just watched that episode, how did it sit in your memory? I think that it sat in my memory as just kind of like this show that was based off of like teaching people and how to like interact with one another in a healthy way. And I think like looking back on that, like I didn't, I, I guess it sits in my mind now that way. But looking back, I just kind of saw it as like something that was like kind of a funny show that I wasn't supposed to watch. But uh, so that was probably the appeal of it. <laughs> How do you think it has impacted our society or like our culture? Would you say this is up there, not so up there or like didn't really have an impact? I would definitely say it's pretty up there. I mean, even now, like well into my high school years, we were still seeing memes and videos and even now TikToks off the show. So even though it's been... I don't like 
20 some years since it came out, maybe more than that. Uh, but it's it's still having a very prominent impact on the way that our social media is used, which is like one of the most prominent things that people communicate on. Yeah, I agree 100%. So would you say, did you ever watch the reboot for Fuller House? I've seen part of it, but I have not really seen most of it. Someone I went to high school with actually was on the show as a guest character. Oh, so really? I did see that episode, yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, the reboot, I think I watched, like, the first and second episode, and it just wasn't really doing it for me. It wasn't the same vibe, and it looked weird seeing the same house, but, like, in HD. Yeah, I think I think the problem that we come across with most most reboots is that like we have this show that people loved and we were trying to recreate that same sense of love and um, like just from the original. But, you know, nothing can ever touch the original. It's just like trying to create a reboot for more views and more money. But it's like, does it really like uphold the integrity of the original show? Yeah, I agree. And I think that is a big problem with reboots. So we watched episode or season seven, episode five, and the plot of that episode was Stephanie is entering junior high and she's she doesn't have friends at all. She's just kind of like finding her way there. And um, she meets this friend who is a grade older than her and her friend smokes. And Stephanie has like this battle with herself, I guess, because she really likes this girl. She really wants to keep being friends with her. But she's really against smoking, obviously. She just has this battle like within herself if she should continue being friends with this girl or if she should just move on. And that's basically the whole plot of the show. What did you think of that episode? I thought that episode was interesting because of the parallelisms in it. So like obviously like Stephanie and her wanting to fit in was the main like the the main plot of the episode but there was other subplots going on as well like we see michelle playing with this boy that she doesn't like and her dad is like oh you have to play with him because i'm helping his mom out and stuff so you have to like him and then we also see uh uncle jesse and joey having a podcast and fighting over the approval of like of the the other kids in the house of what they should call their podcast. So I think like the parallelism among all of the subplots is like they're all trying to seek approval, external approval. And I think that they all just showed it in very different ways throughout each of their lifestyles and like based off the character. Yeah, I definitely didn't see the parallel with everyone like wanting this form of like approval with Uncle Jesse and Joey. I never saw it that way, but yeah, definitely. I thought it was interesting, like, when they opened up the episode, like, it was just, like, a goofy scene of, oops, about my mic, of um, Michelle, mm -hmm. like, handing off, like, treats to the dog, and then um, Nikki and Alex, after they're, like, obeying a command that she had, like, everyone is just, like, seeking approval throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never noticed that. I wonder if it's like that in all the other episodes, too. I'm, I'm sure it is. It, it definitely just follows the idea of like, here, we're teaching this lesson, mm -hmm. but this is his family. So it's like everybody is kind of incorporating that in together, like the whole family's learning that lesson on their own together, but in their own individual aspects. Yeah, definitely. The topic of smoking on a kid's show, it it's like a heavier topic, I feel like. And how do you feel like heavier topics work in kids' shows? Do you agree with having them there? And do you like still see that today? I I've not watched a kid's show in a long time, yeah. so I don't really have much to say about today's kid's shows, but I do think that it is a heavier topic, but I mean, life is heavy. Mm -hmm. We do, I mean, although people do watch those shows to escape from that, I do think it's important to address certain themes because 
how else are we going to like bring up discussion like that? I thought I think that it brings up discussion for like kids and parents to talk about that kind of thing because, you know, you can't keep everybody sheltered for your whole life. You have to be able to bring it up in some kind of healthy and structured way. And I think that the show does a great job of that. Definitely. And I think I don't think kids shows do heavy topics like that anymore. I mean, I haven't watched a kid show in like a good while either. I feel like the reason why Full House was so popular was because it did such a good job of showing these heavy topics to like kids. Because some of the other heavy topics I can remember is there was one where like their great grandpa died. That was a heavy one, I feel like. There was also one where um, DJ was like, went to this party and they were like drinking. And I think this show did a really good job of showing these heavy topics to kids. Because if you had a kid and they saw these topics on Full House, would you like, be okay with them watching that? I think it would definitely depend on the age of the kids. Like if yeah. my kids were very young, I would not want to necessarily show that to them. But I also do think that Full House brings up those issues in a way where that could go over the kid's head if they're like young enough to not understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I guess it does depend on the age of the kid, but I feel like if they were watching a show, I feel like this would be an okay one where they... I don't know. I feel like they did a really good job of showing these topics in like a kid-friendly way. I agree with you for sure. Let's say 20 years from now, how would you say, how do you see Full House being viewed or like perceived? I think, I think it, the longer it goes on, the nostalgia of it just becomes more intense. I mean, like recently we just had the passing of Bob Saget. And so people are starting to look back on that show in Fuller House with with nostalgia and just like appreciating it for what it is. And I think the longer that we go on with time, we'll find events like that happening where people just like recognize it as a classic and just kind of see it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like the longer that we go on in time too, the more that we progress as a society and like looking back on Full House even now in 2022, we're seeing, or I noticed lots of issues where there was no diversity no discussion of um anything that it was just like very centered around a white family and there was no uh really diversity at all included in it maybe like like the token friend that didn't have like a line or maybe one line that wasn't white and it was just you know i do feel like the longer that we go on the more we should include more diversity and i think it will just be viewed as what it was during the time Mm -hmm. yeah i think it was a really like predominantly white show there wasn't much diversity at all which kind of sucks the only thing that was unusual about it was the dad raising the girls on his own well i don't know if you know any of the controversies of like the actors have had ever since full house i i've heard a little bit about Mm -hmm. um bob saget i don't know too much to speak on it i don't want to spread any misinformation but i have definitely heard about the actress that plays um aunt becky and her, oh yeah her scandal with getting her kids into college I, i've definitely heard about that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah there's been a few controversies does any of that put a damper on the show for you now i don't personally i'm gonna say no and the reason behind that is i do think that celebrities are held up to on a higher pedestal and any kind of slip up or any kind of like real life event that occurs to them is just like so publicized and I think that every person goes through many different hardships in their life. And, you know, it like kind of breaks my heart that celebrities have to have that publicized and they have to create face criticism from everybody seeing that. Um, That doesn't excuse any potential like sexual assault or any kind of racist allegations that have been made that I don't know have been. But if, if that is the case, then that doesn't excuse any of that. But, you know, I do think like three failed marriages, like 
that doesn't it's not going to change how I look at the show because it's just an event that occurred in someone's life. And I don't think that that should impact the way that I saw a show that they're on when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it doesn't impact it at all for me now. I think the only thing that really affected my view was Candace Cameron Burr, who plays DJ. Not in like the original Full House. I think just like the reboot, the stuff that she posts on the internet. I feel like that also helped ruin Fuller House for me. Like I couldn't watch it and not think about the stuff that she says. But other than that, the actual original Full House, I don't think it impacts any of that for me either. So what's one thing that sticks out to you from the show a lot that you may not see a lot in shows now or it just sticks out to you? I think definitely the laugh track. I think that... It's not something that I like see when I am on when I'm watching TV shows unless mm-hmm. it's like maybe like older Nickelodeon stuff like iCarly. Yeah. But it's it's just like it's something that's very funny to me because I pick up on it a lot. I don't know if anyone like if it's something very common. It's just like it's very noticeable because mm-hmm. I don't see it that often. And I just like sit there thinking to myself the whole time, is this actually funny or am I just being told it's funny and I'm supposed to laugh? Yeah. I, I think I saw like a video online of them taking the laugh track out and it's so awkward without it. Ooh, I bet. I was like trying to imagine it without the laugh track and I was like, oh, I was like, this is not that funny. But yeah. it's like, it's definitely like, it's humorous, but uh-huh. I, I personally didn't find it that funny, like imagining it without the laugh track. Yeah. When I was watching the episode that we watched, it wasn't as funny as I remember Full House being. There was a couple of chuckles here and there, but it was just too cheesy to be funny. Oh yeah, it's definitely very cheesy. I do I find humor in the those snide remarks that they make to each other. Yeah. But I think the show itself is just like very predictable. You're like, oh, someone's about to say something right now. It's mm-hmm. just like the humor of it. I think I think that's why people like it so much. It's just like it's so predictable. It's got the laugh track. It's got everything that people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I view it as funny in a different way that I was intended to be viewed as funny. Because like. The actual jokes that they're making, I don't find funny, but I think that just because they're making this joke, I find it funny, if that even makes any sense. It's just like, it's so obvious that it's like almost ironic. Yeah. The irony of it is what makes it funny. Yeah, I view it like more as like ironic, and I think that's funny. I don't think that like people would look back on it, like, and then people watching it in the 90s would have found it ironic, but I think so much time has gone by and our like sense of humor has developed like so much as a society yeah. that like I don't like I think that we are like the first people to really view it as ironic. Yeah, yeah, that's I feel like that's how I view Full House now. Like that type of comedy, it's ironically funny. So if Full House was released how it was then today, do you think it would do good or bad or how do you think it would do? I don't think that it would be successful if it was released now. I think that Full House was made to be created in the 90s. It follows a typical 90s sitcom formula for each plot, each episode, which, you know, is upholded by watching Friends and The Nanny. And it was just like created to be present in that time. And I think that the 90s sitcom subplot or the formula for creating that was very successful in the 90s because people didn't have some other form of like visual media to look at other than TV or movies. And so when you look at the 90s sitcom subplot, it it's a very, very short uh, excerpt of like a time period within the characters. And there's typically like one or two subplots. And at the end of the episode, it reaches the same point where the episode initially started. And this provides a sense of closure at the end of the episode. And I think that closure is something that people really strive to look for 
because it creates a sense of completeness, a resolution of tension within the episode and their lives. And so it's a great way for people to look at it and escape from their daily life. And I think that because there was no other form of of that in the in the 90s, that's really all people had. And so they needed some form of TV to uphold that. But nowadays we have our phone and we have the ability to scroll on Instagram. So the idea of closure is can be defined as the phenomenon of observing parts, but perceiving the whole. And so when you look at a photo or an image, you have the closure just by looking at it. But if you read a book or if you watch a movie, you don't have the closure of the entire entirety of it until you do all the work to to like perceive that yourself. And so like because we have such an extensive or an unlimited access to closure through social media and lots of other aspects on the internet, we don't really need that. We don't we don't have a need anymore for the 90s sitcom trope, like the the formula of it because we have closure in so many other parts of our lives. So I don't think that like that would be the way that people would seek out closure by watching a single plot episode anymore. I mean, there still is lots of like cartoons and stuff and that's still is uh, out there, but it really, it just, it's kind of died and we have kind of moved past that as a society. Yeah, definitely. I never really thought about it that way, but I definitely agree and see that for sure. So we are going to take a quick little break and listen to our ads and we will be right back. My name is Tucker Evans. My name is Katerina Keeley. My name is Emmett Sweeney. When I complete my degree, I want to enter into a career working on TV and film, either in development or in post-production. I want to work in the entertainment industry. I want to be a Foley artist. My name is Tucker Evans. My name is Katerina Keeley. My name is Emmett Sweeney. And, and I am Comart Sai. Start your journey at comartsai.msu.edu. good ads we got to listen to and now we are going to move on to the Q&A portion of the classic holdup so let's get right into it these questions were submitted to us by different people as well as myself all right so first question out of the whole cast who is your biggest red flag and who is your biggest green flag I'm gonna say biggest green flag is Michelle because she's like a baby the whole time um I think that because the show is so simple that it's like kind of hard to like not have the characters have like some kind of like red flag or like uh i don't the they're, the characters themselves are just like so simple that it's just like you just like view them for how they are there's not much depth to them so it's like i think my biggest green flag is going to be michelle um because she's just like a baby the whole time and i think biggest red flag might be joey i just think he has like some toxic positivity going on but that is that is what they made his character to be mm-hmm. you know they make make all the characters have like their own traits and stuff that can be toxic in some way that's 
crazy because your biggest green flag is actually my biggest red flag. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I hate Michelle with a passion. And I'll tell you why I hate her. Because she just radiates younger children energy. Like when you think of her, you think of younger child, which like shout out to younger children. I don't know if you are the youngest sibling. I'm the middle child. Oh, actually, you are? So this okay. doesn't apply to me. Okay, cool. <laughs> But no, I when I would watch Full House when I was younger, I always hated Michelle. And I think it's just because she reminded me of my youngest sister. And I had this thing against my youngest sister when I was younger. Because, I don't know, all Mich- when she was a baby, she was, like, fine. But then she, like, grew up to, like, a toddler and then, like, a younger child. And all she did was complain. Yeah, I feel like they they base the characters off of having like some kind of like detrimental trait. Like that is like who they that's like their main personality trait. Like we have like Uncle Jesse as like, you know, he's like a rock star. Mm-hmm. Like they introduce him as like being like carefree, like cares about his looks himself. Like that's just kind of like the role that they make him out to be. Yeah. You know, like they do that with most of the characters. Yeah. I don't know. I just really did not like Michelle. When I watched the show recently, she was like, fine. I don't have this thing against younger siblings as much as I used to. But yeah, I really could not stand Michelle when I was younger. And then biggest green flag, I'm going to say, honestly, Aunt Becky. Because she was, I feel like she was just always there for like the girls. Like she like married into the family and she was her dad's old, I guess they were co-workers throughout the whole thing. She started off as their dad's co-worker. But she was always there for the girls and she was always just super nice and good vibes i feel like during the show there wasn't really like an episode where i was like aunt becky get it together you know so i'm gonna say she was my biggest green flag can i change my biggest red flag really quick yeah uh gotta be kimmy i forgot about her for a second i thought about making her my biggest red flag but like Kimmy's just misunderstood. (laughs) They definitely, like, make her out to be just like this. I mean, she's just a kid in the show. Yeah. She just doesn't have a good home life, and she comes in and causes a lot of drama. She is misunderstood, but, like, there's a lot of things that she needs to learn, and, you know. Yeah, I doubt. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. They just, like, make her character. That's her character arc is, like, learning how to be a better friend. Yeah, definitely. They make Kimmy out to be the biggest red flag, but I think she deserves better justice for kimmy yeah for real they were all like roasting this girl and like i get it she's like there all the time when no one invited her but like this is all she knows and someone's got to create conflict within each episode yeah someone's got to be the the comedic relief exactly she basically carried that show (laughs) okay next question would you say michelle was your favorite character as well I think Uncle Jesse was my favorite character, but mm. I also think I had a really big crush on him. So yeah, I, definitely. I might be biased. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm definitely biased when it comes to Uncle Jesse, Jesse as well. I think he was my favorite ca- character, and I also think Stephanie was my favorite character. Like, oh. yeah, all her catchphrases, like, I don't know. I thought she was, like, the funniest. Mm-hmm. Like, that last episode that we just watched, Um, she her comebacks... She was really funny. Yeah. I was, like, I was laughing at that. I was like, yeah. I, should, I should use that. I was no, like, yeah. write that down. <laughs> like, how did she... I mean, I know it's, like, scripted, so it's not, like, really, like, her, but, like, she had some good comebacks. Like, she, I don't know. I, I always like Stephanie. I think... I think I might be biased as well in this way, but I do see a lot of myself in DJ because I'm, mm. I'm the older sister. I have a younger sister, and I, I see, like, a lot of myself in her just based off, like, our role and um the way that she handles stuff and so i always like so, like just 
I, I always thought like looked up to her a lot because like, yeah. they portrayed her a lot older than I was when I was watching it. So I was like, I want to be like DJ. Yeah. I'm the oldest child as well, but like I would like relate to DJ sometimes, but I feel like I give off more like middle child energy. Maybe that's why I like Stephanie so much. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you rank Full House compared to other 90s sitcom shows? I don't I don't know if I've been told that this is a good one and that's why I think it, but I really was a big fan of Friends growing up. I don't know if that's like based off my opinion or what I was told should be my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that one a lot. It was a classic. Uh, watched it a lot with my brother and my mom as well. It was a very big part of my childhood. And I also a really big fan of The Nanny. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that one. I thought that show was so funny. I like binge watched it in middle school. It was such a good show. I don't know that that one holds up to that one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that show is also very simple in its own way as well. Yeah. See, I think I viewed The Nanny how you viewed Full House. Like, I wasn't supposed to, like, watch it. I thought it was, like, what is The Nanny? Is it, like, for kids or? It's, like, it's definitely, like, a family show. Like, I think that, like, you could watch it with your family. But I think that, like, there's definitely a lot more adult themes because it's, Mm -hmm. like, the nanny's in love with the, like, the dad and stuff. And then, like, they do, like, like, discuss, like, you know, a lot more, like, sexual themes in that show than Mm -hmm. they do in Full House. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. I just viewed anything at Nick at Night as something I wasn't supposed to watch. So I was like, it's all bad. Yeah, because the nanny would come on usually later than Full House at Nick at Night. So when the nanny would come on, I'd be like, all right, time for me to go to bed. I don't know. It just seemed like so scandalous. Like I wasn't supposed to be watching it. In a tier list, where would you rank? Let's do three tiers. High tier, mid tier, low tier. Full House. Where are we putting it? I'm going to put Full House at mid. I mid. Think. I think it's just like the way that the characters just stay so stagnant among mm-hmm. the eight seasons. Like, like the basis of like who they are doesn't change that much. And it's like, you know, the same thing happening over and over again. And um, like it just like very much follows like the plot line. But it's like, you know, like not too much introduction of new characters yeah. and stuff like that. So it just like it stays very stagnant the whole time, which like there's something to appreciate about that. But it's not personally not my favorite. I like to see like progression and growth among the show. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that is one thing the cast or that show really lacked, the characters evolving into, like, different or, like, a better version of themselves, I guess. I think one thing, too, was, like, when I was watching it, I was like, all of these characters are acting the exact same way. Yeah, throughout the whole, like, entirety of the show. Everybody acts the exact same way, like, in, like, comparison with each other, too. Like, everyone has, like, their own, like, individual, like, character personalities and stuff that Mm -hmm. they, like, make comments on and stuff. But, like, the way that they all act and stuff is, like, they all act and, like, speak in the exact same way. Yeah, they have the same catchphrases from, like, beginning of the show to the end of the show. Uncle Jesse's Have Mercy. It was always there. Speaking of catchphrases, did you have a favorite catchphrase from the show i still say you got it dude oh my god yeah that's a good one (laughs) my roommate has a t-shirt that says that so that's kind of like something that we joke about a lot too yeah i really like that one i really liked cut it out joey when he's like cut it out oh yeah yeah and then of course uncle jesse's have mercy yeah that one was my favorite but uncle jesse was also my favorite too yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, what did what did stephanie say how rude oh yeah yeah that was a good one too i guess it was an okay one it's like they definitely like make it look like and everybody acts like they are a family too mm-hmm. like they all like act the same and you know like that's like very common to see like in a family and stuff like they all yeah. act like the same person as well 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I never thought about the fact that they have the same catchphrases because Stephanie was five years old when she started saying how rude. And then the show ended when she was 13 and she was still saying how rude. So Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy to think about. That's definitely like not realistic. No, I feel like looking back, they needed to like spice it up. All right, so now to the big question. Do you think Full House holds up today? I'm going to say yes. Okay. And I think that with saying yes, you have to have the understanding of like just appreciating it, appreciating it for what it was mm-hmm. in the time. If you try to like have it hold up and as if it was released today, I, I think the answer would be much different. But I think if you just kind of appreciate it for what it was during the time and what it offered, I think that it does hold up and it, it will always be a classic, I think. I mean, we're still talking about it now today in 2022 when it was released in the late 80s. Like, yeah. it definitely holds up. It'll always be a classic. I just You just have to appreciate it for what it was at the time. Yeah. And my answer to that question, I definitely do think it holds up. I When I watched that show... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for different reasons, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And I think the nostalgia part definitely has a big part in that as well for many people um, that I don't think the reboot had, which is why the reboot did not do so well. But overall, I do think it holds up. I would watch it again. It'd have to be the right context, but like I would also watch it again. It definitely like it's just like it's a nice break. It mm-hmm. offers a break from what you're watching. And as if you watch something a little bit more stressful, like Euphoria or something, it's like I tend to stay away from those shows just because they make me so anxious. So mm-hmm. it's like the single plot episode that is designed to give you closure, I think, is yeah. exactly what it is. And sometimes that's what people want. Yeah. And it's usually like a, a really feel good show. Like when I was younger and I would watch scary movies or whatever, I'd always play Full House after because I knew like. The vibes were going to be good after that, and then I could go to sleep. Anything else you'd like to tell the wonderful people listening? Stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive. Yes. That's all I have to say. (laughs) That's my motto. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much to Rachel for being here again. This was a great episode. Good vibes. So that was this episode of The Classic Holdup. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my guest, Rachel, for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time on my first podcast. Of course. First podcast is done. And that's it for The Classic Holdup. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the next episode with our next guest. Find The Classic Holdup on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, and behind-the-scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Holdup is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89FM.